You're listening to audio from Kingsway Christian Church. If you'd like to check out more resources or donate to this ministry, please visit kingswaychurch.org. Welcome to A Step Further, the podcast of Kingsway Christian Church. My name is Andy Lynch, Connections Pastor here at Kingsway. And Kyle, you just took me back to a Saturday Night Live sketch, one of the dancing ones, the way you were <laughs> dancing to that theme music. I appreciate yeah, that. You, You're you, ready. You, me, you, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Kyle Krover, our outreach pastor, Brett Cadwell, our executive pastor, joining us today as we kick off a new series, if you were with us on Sunday, that's going through or alongside the book, The Art of Neighboring by Jay Pathak, I don't know if that's how you say it, and Dave Runyon, I'm more confident about that last name, but just talking about your neighbors and actually loving our physical neighbors. It's going to be a three-week series, and so on the podcast, we want to have three different conversations uh, about how we can do that and really how this all came to be. Uh, Brett Cadwell, I think it was Joe Malley that, that presented to Matt and to you this book that he had been reading called The Art of Neighboring. And, and you guys liked it and brought it before our staff. Yeah, yeah. And actually, when we read it and we opened it up, we've, we've taken it through. Matt took it, the elders through it. And, uh, and then we, we took our staff through it. And honestly, it was incredibly challenging, incredibly challenging. And, you know, there's a part in the book where you have to take out your block map, which we have nicknamed the map of shame and because you quickly you know it's you're identifying the the houses around you and you quickly realize that you don't know if, if you even know their name and you probably don't know much about them and so you know really as, you, as we're identifying that you know it was it was very very evident that we were not necess- it's not that we were being bad neighbors it's not about it really isn't about shame mm-hmm. but it's about man could I be living more intentionally in, you know, where I spend most of my time with the people that, you know, are around me. So. Yeah, no question about it, Kyle. You re- read through it, and and outreach has really gravitated towards this. I think of our vision night, and we'll talk more about our, our vision, but th- this was something that our people w- that we were hearing after February 28th, they were really excited to neighbor, and, and the outreach department is, has really been preparing for June, and not just June, but this is kind of the starting point for our church. Yeah, I think our people are hungry for it. You know, being past fourteen months or months or so, um, just being kind of in indoors with COVID and uh, having to be connecting with people differently. I think finally the summertime and um, Lord willing, the COVID just keeps trending the way it is that we'll be able to actually be you know more face to face. And so with this series, it really is. Um, a calling to just be aware of your surroundings, that God has intentionally placed you where you are living on purpose. And he's got a plan for that. And you didn't, you're not living in the house you're in by accident. I mean, if we believe that God designs and works in our lives for his glory, then he's got people around you that um, you can impact. And so we're excited to, to be walking through this with our people and celebrating just what God's going to do over the summer and beyond. Brett, how naturally did this fit into our vision, uh, what we want to do in our community? Yeah, I mean, you look at love our neighbor and very, very intentionally saying, how do we not just, you know, the church is not a building that we come to on Sundays. The church is who we are every single day of the week. We don't follow Jesus just on on Sunday morning, but that, you know, and we don't want to be those people in our community that open up our garage door on Monday and pull back in on Friday and shut that door and never know the people. I mean, that's, I mean, being a Christian, living that out is something that people should see in our everyday life, in our every conversation, 
doesn't mean perfection, but if we love Jesus and Jesus is being illuminated in our lives, then our neighbors should see that on a, on a regular basis. Our kids are such great barometers of how we're living. And so just the other day we were pulling back into our garage because that's, you know, what we do, got home from a softball game or whatever it was. And the neighbor kids were playing on our lawn just out in front. And, and my daughter said, we got to get them off the lawn. And I was like, no, no, what, what am I teaching you, Anna? No, let's go engage with them. And so we talked a little bit with them, but Man, it, it is convicting, and yet it's something that's going to spill out, Kyle, into our kids. And sometimes our kids get it best, don't they? Yeah, I mean, they'll see how we interact with our neighbors. Do we at all? You know, are we engaging conversations? And so um, it, it's hard to become an adult and not carry with you your experiences as a kid. You know, and so whether it's hospitality or how you, you know, how you were open door to your to your neighbors and friends and family and just. So we're hoping that, um, yeah, it's not just an adult thing, it's a generational thing, but also, like you mentioned, I mean, kids, they can almost lead the way. Uh, I've got stories I'm thinking of, but that's for another time of just, yeah, I mean, kids even, they have great ideas of how to engage neighbors too, um, that we often say, yeah, man, that's a, that's a great idea. Let's, let's get behind that. So yeah, this is, uh, I'm excited to see how families can get involved as well and, and the kids be incorporated to this. Yeah, such a great conversation. So we encourage you on Sundays in particular, when you know, you've learned something, take that to your kids and, and Get their input so it can be a family decision, a family activity, uh, a family outreach. Uh, maybe you're listening at home and you're, and you're thinking, I don't have a neighborhood. I don't have an HOA. I live out in the country. Well, Brett, that's your situation. And yet you still have neighbors. Yeah. Yeah. No, and it was a challenge. You know, we, we do live out in the country. We don't live completely isolated. There's probably about, you know, six or seven homes on our street within, you know, eyesight of our house. And but I think the country is one of those places where most people move for privacy, for a little more, you know, acreage or to be, you know, not so close to your neighbors like many times you are in a neighborhood in a suburban or, or you know, city area. And so, you know, we had to be really intentional. And, and at times we have been. But then when I walked through this process, I was like, I could name, you know, it seemed like we either had a couple good, really solid relationships that we knew really well or we didn't even know their name. And so we really walked through this and I began to, you know, talk to Shelby, my wife about, you know, like, Hey, do you know that? But like, and one of them I'd, I had met when they moved in, I was intentional to go over there and introduce myself. I think the lady actually gave me her business card and I literally still didn't know her name. Mm -hmm. And so, and it is, I mean, the book talks about how that's awkward. Like that's my fault. Like that I don't remember her name, but how do you go back over there and re-engage? And, and so when we started processing this, you know, so much of the book is talks about the intentionality of it, of using opportunities that are presented. And, and, you know, and, you know, probably the biggest thing that impacted me was there's a, there's a spot in the book where the authors talk about the ultimate motive versus an ulterior motive. Mm -hmm. And I feel like for my whole life, I, as a Christian, as a Christ follower, I felt like I couldn't ever have a conversation with my neighbor or, you know, with someone that I was meeting for the first time without trying to figure out how to fit Jesus in that convert, like actually sharing the gospel and, you know, I, walking through that ultimate versus ulterior. So, the, you know, really what we're talking about is ulterior is you're doing it, you know, you, you may be having a conversation with your neighbor, but you have a different, you know, outcome in mind than maybe what you're even saying. And it, it really is manipulative and it really is, you know, and, and honestly, most people can see right through that. And 
that sort of approach has given Christians, I mean, I don't want to just paint with a broad stroke, but it's given given Christians a, a, a bad name or maybe sometimes a bad taste in the mouth of those that, that don't believe like we do. And uh, and so I really what it what this conversation did was it gave me freedom to say, you know what, like I can just love them. I can just be their friend. I can just ask what's going on in their life and ask about their family and their kids and, you know, their kids activities and what's going on and not feel like I have to somehow squeeze in Jesus or church that God will take care of that. Like if I, if I'm, if I'm following Jesus and I'm living it out, they will see that in me if I get to know them on, and I actually care and I'm not doing it just to check a box. I'm doing it because I actually really, really get to know them. And, and, and so I, as we're living that out and we're trying to, you know, engage in that throughout the last nine months to a year since we've read this book and it really challenged us, God has kind of just given us opportunity after opportunity. And, but it's been opportunities I think I've had before that I never took or I never saw or I wasn't intentional about. And, and so Right now in our community around our road, they're doing a bunch of electrical work and the power goes out all the time. And and so um, it usually comes back, but it goes out a lot. And and so I there was a couple times where it went out for lengths of time and I used it as opportunity. And I, I just started a group text with my neighbors and I just said, hey, is your is your power out? Everybody OK? And what happened was like this. I mean, five, 10 minutes down the road, like we weren't talking about the power anymore. Like I truly did care that my neighbors were okay. And that, Hey, do you need anything? And, uh, and before you know it, like everybody's just chiming in, talking about how we haven't seen each other for a while. This idea of a potential like block party in the summer came out, not even from me. And, uh, you know, and so I offered to potentially have that at my house with our neighbors. And it all started just from a simple group text same, you know, are you okay? Same thing happened a few months later. There was a, there was a fire, a, a barn caught on fire kind of behind my house. That sounds like a lot worse than it really was. But we woke up at like 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night to, you know, all of these, you know, not sirens, but seeing lights through the woods. And so again, even that late at night, I'm texting my neighbor saying, Hey, I just want to make sure everybody's okay. Everybody was, it was, you know, it was unfortunate for that family, but nobody was hurt. Everybody was okay. But again, it started a conversation that actually ended up going into the next day of just connecting with each other. And, and I don't, it was, again, it wasn't an ulterior motive. I wasn't using something to start. I truly cared about the safety and well-being of my neighbors. And, and from that, uh, you know, transcended into these relationships and, and I know their names now. Because as they would say their names in the text, mm -hmm. then I'm quickly, you know, putting their contacts in my phone. And so that I remember them. That's such a cool idea. And, and the book talks about kind of a similar theme that, hey, let, let's take care of each other in the neighborhood. So if I see your garage door open, you know, I, I can let you know your garage door is open. But that starts with the intentionality of going door to door and saying, hey, putting together just a neighborhood map so we can take care of each other and and be on the lookout. Kyle, this has stories like Brett's has, has to really just warm your heart and make you excited. You want to hear more of those type of stories. Oh, for sure. I mean, that's that's what it's about. It is, um, I mean, the, the key word is intentionality. 
I mean, uh, like I said, there, there are opportunities that happen all the time. It's not like we're all of a sudden going to see way more opportunities this summer because we're going through this series. Mm-hmm. That's not going to change. It's just our mindset and our heart uh, as we continue to focus mm-hmm. on Jesus. How do you want to change me? How do you want me to love others and love the neighbors around me? Um, I think we will just be aware of the opportunities and allow the spirit to, to lead. So whereas before, maybe we see our neighbor over in the backyard next to us and we just kind of look and wave and don't say anything. Well, now we walk over and, Hey, what you working on? How you doing? And boom, you just start a 20 minute conversation. All of a sudden they tell you what's going on in life. You have no idea where it leads, but it's sometimes just even just asking that first question and engaging. And, um, and I, I love that, you know, Brett, even being, you know, kind of not in a typical neighborhood, those opportunities are available no matter where you live, whether it's apartment style and a neighborhood out in the country, whether you are 10 miles away from people, God will, will allow you as you pray and seek that he will give you opportunities to make himself known um, and to love other people. So yeah, I'm excited to see, to hear the stories of how that's going to be played out within our church, which is going to be cool. We want you to share those stories with us. You can email any of us uh, how you're reaching out to your neighbors. And, and even if they're not fruitful, because sometimes we don't see fruit. <laughs> the book talks about that. Sometimes that neighbor's not going to respond. They're not going to answer the door. They're not going to say thanks for the chocolate chip cookies. But you are dropping seeds in the ground. And some of those seeds are going to be watered. And some of those seeds are going to grow. And some of those seeds are going to produce a whole bunch of fruit. So we want to hear your good stories. And we want to hear your frustrating stories too. So feel free to reach out uh, to us. But one thing that both Brett and Kyle said that that really stood out to me through our unstuck process that we've talked about with our vision. uh, We came up with some cultural behaviors that we see throughout our staff and throughout our church and that we really want to exemplify. And one of my favorites that I use a lot is heads, heads up, eyes open. Uh, And this is exactly that. We have our head up. We're looking to see the opportunities. I, I love, I'm a tall guy. And so I love to exemplify this one by walking under a door frame, because if I actually have my head up and my eyes open, I'm going to hit the top of the door, <laughs> but I'm going to notice that. Right. But if I don't like the way I normally walk, my head is down. I'm slouched just a little bit. And I think it's a subconscious thing probably because I've hit my head before but my eyes aren't focused ahead. They're focused on the ground and I'm missing a lot of different things. But when my head is actually up, I can still duck, but I can see then. And so this is the opportunity, Kyle, to just to see the world around us. Yeah. And, and no, no connection is, is too small. Like mm-hmm. when you talk about the things we want to celebrate, when we roll out here in these celebrations, we don't want to just hear about the family next door that all got baptized in your bathtub in the backyard you know, because you made it. No, it's probably not. Praise awesome. God. If it does yeah. happen, the whole that family be, <laughs> in the bathtub, <laughs> that would be incredible. What kind of bathtub well, do you, you have? Take turns, Lynch. Come on. <laughs> <all at once. laughs> so yeah, but even just to, to say, man, we just met these neighbors for the first time, walking our dogs. We said, hi, where are you from? And moved on. I mean, just mm-hmm. even a simple conversation. Hey, we connect with the neighbors, had a first conversation, excited about that. I mean, so we want to celebrate any connection people are making and, and uh, encourage people with that. And I would say, you know, too, that something that you hit on earlier, Kyle, that your your setting is not an excuse. I mean, honestly, you got to mm-hmm. kind of re- remove the excuses because there are always a ton. And and, you know, whether you you know, you just said, it, Andy, whether you're, you know, city environment, suburban, you know, rural, doesn't matter. Like there you have somebody that you can connect with. And so removing, removing that, you know, setting as an excuse. And the one thing I'll say about the heads up, eyes open idea is that I, I, I have used this and my kids picked up on it so that one of our neighbors that I've never met, I mean, I'm ashamed to even say it like nine and a half years 
where we've lived, and we we've just never met. I think the this gentleman, I think he works nights. He, you know, we're on a different schedule. He lives, I think, by himself. And so one day we were coming home, and I noticed that a big tree branch, like almost half of a tree, a big, tall, mature tree, had fell on a power line that was going from his house to his barn. And the power line had come down, and the tree was down. And my son looks out the window and says, Dad, we need to help him. Mm. And I was like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> I wish I would have, wish I would have led, you know, with that. And, right. uh, and so we intentionally like him and I both, every time we're coming home, we would try to find a time when he was home and, you know, stop in. And to your point, Kyle, like it, I don't have this fantastic story that it all worked out. And we, we had incredible challenges trying to connect with him at the right time. We left a note, you know, like he knows we care about him. And hopefully that seed is planted and, you know, something down the road will lead to that. But we'll look back on that moment when crew looks out the door and says, you know, hey, hey, dad, we need to go help that guy. I love how Matt says God's love language is obedience. And so maybe you feel that prompt to just go do something for a neighbor. Do it and see what happens. And maybe nothing happens, but you've been obedient to God. And that's a, a huge thing for you. Uh, it's a huge thing for your relationship with God. That's a huge thing for the people watching you as you are leading your family, uh, as you're leading in a neighborhood. You have people around you. You have influence. And so let's use that influence. We'll continue this conversation throughout the month. We'd love to hear uh, from you. So feel free to email me, a Lynch at kingswaychurch.org. How have you been reaching out to your neighbor as we are talking about the art of neighboring here at Kingsway?